So today uh, we are introducing a new sermon series called Walking Through the Epistles. Can you say that with me? Walking Through the Epistles. Epistles are letters written by the apostles to the early church or a group of people or even to individuals. Epistles are basically letters. So our current objective in this series is to study one of the epistles written by Paul and its name of the epistle is Galatians. So as we are done with the introduction today to this series, from next week onwards we will more focus on studying the book of Galatians. Now in order to get there, we need to give an introduction to the series itself. So let's uh, talk in general about some of the New Testament books this morning before we really plunge into studying the book of Galatians. Amen? And I believe it is, it's going to be very interesting because when we dig into the Word of God and when we want to study some of those old manuscripts written by the apostles, it's always, you know, more informative. It always gives us more insight deep into the Word of God. And we get more revelation from God. And we will never miss what God is trying to tell us. You know, I believe that's the way God speaks to us. You know, more than God speaking through prophecy and in a word of utterance, God speaks to us through His Word. You know, many times we fail to listen to Him, but this morning I believe... God may speak to us as we go through. And this session is going to be more informative, but in the midst of it, God can still speak to us. God can still encourage, I believe. And this morning, we are, first of all, we are going to look at the divisions of the New Testament books. So the book, New Testament has how many books? Any idea? 27 books. In total, there are how many books in the... Oh. How many books in the Bible? 66 books are there in the Bible, right? So there are 27 books in the Old Testament. That means how many books in the Old Testament? 27 books in the New Testament. How many books in the Old Testament? 39 books in the Old Testament. Good, you're good in math, right? So there are total 27 books in the Old, so in the New Testament. Now out of the 27 books, 13 of them were written by Paul. How many? 13 books were written by Paul. Now, even though the New Testament has 27 books, there are four gospel books. It's very easy. What are those gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are four gospel books. And there is one history book, Acts of the Apostle. That's where the historically, whatever took place in the early church, they are all recorded in the book of Acts. So, book of Acts is the historic book. And then we have 13 letters there. 13 letters written by Paul and a couple of other letters written by John the Apostle as well as Peter. And there is one book in between that is known as Hebrews. And the, you know, uh, the authorship of Hebrews is still in question. Many people, many theologians, they believe that Hebrews is written by Paul. But many others say that, you know, the author, is un the author is unknown. Now we have a prophecy book. So we have biographies or gospels and we have historical book and we have letters and we have 
prophecy, a prophetical book. We call that as a book of revelation that talks about the apocalypse, the, the things which are yet to happen on the face of this earth. So these 27 books, they very well form the New Testament. So most of Paul's letters, as we see, they fall into two groups. There are 13 letters written by Paul and there are two groups. What are they? Nine letters were written to the churches. Churches like Corinth, churches like church in Galatia, church in Philippi, church in Thessalonica. You know, there are different churches, Paul writing letters to them. And there are four letters or four epistles written to individuals like Timothy, Titus. You know, those are the letters written to the individuals. Now this morning we are going to focus on Pauline epistles, the epistles written by Paul, the 13, can I get a little reverb here? Okay, the, the epistles that are written by Paul, they are known as Pauline epistles. Can you say Pauline epistles? Now as I said, the, the authorship of Hebrews is not known really very well. So let's not worry about Hebrews now, let's talk about the rest of the, rest of the epistles. Now it is believed many of the epistles written by Paul were either returned in his first missionary journey or second missionary journey. You know, some of you may know or you would have heard somewhere about the missionary journeys of Paul. You know, we do a Bible study in John's house. You know, we, we have been studying the book of Acts in, in detail for four or five years now. It's not ending, right? So, so we talk about the missionary journeys of Paul. So most of the epistles were returned during his first and second and even third missionary journeys and some of those epistles were returned during his imprisonment Paul was in prison for the sake of the gospel and he was writing and writing letters to the churches to encourage them and to instruct them and to help the churches to know more about Jesus and to do the work of the Lord and these letters most of the letters are named after you know, to whom the letter was sent. If the letter was sent to the church in Corinth, the letter is named as 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. If the letter was addressed to an individual, Timothy, it is named as 1 Timothy. Are you with me? 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. You know, that's, where, that's how they are named. Now, let's look at the timeline of these epistles. So, I'm not sure how, much, how visible these uh, slides are, as you see there. But, you know, still, I hope you'll be able to, as I help you to, you know, take you through some of the timelines so we are talking about AD 48 Jesus left the face of this earth he rose from the dead you know all the slides will be made available to you so don't worry about that so it's all for you so uh, you know we are talking about a time frame from AD 48 to AD 68 are you able to just get your mind there just to go back and see Jesus rose from the dead the church in Antioch and church in Jerusalem they were flourishing and more people 3,000 and 5,000 got getting added to the church and at the same time there was so much of persecution happening among the by the Jews and by the Romans and you know by the Roman emperors there is so much of persecution is about to break and we are talking about that 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 time frame and Paul was having his first missionary journey to the Europe, you know, some of the nations and some of the provinces of Europe during AD 48. And then he continued his second missionary journey from 50 to 53 and third missionary journey around 57, AD 57. And at the, at, in AD 60, Paul got imprisoned and eventually from 67 to 68, he was again imprisoned in, Roman, in Rome and eventually he died. That's the time frame we are talking about. 
And you know how gospels, oh, sorry, the epistles were written during his first and second and third missionary journeys. You know, people believe that Galatians were start, Galatians was started. Paul started writing Galatians during his first missionary journey and he exactly completed writing Galatians during his third missionary journey. Then he wrote Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, then went on to Corinthians and the Ephesians, Romans and you know all the other epistles and finally when he was in prison he was writing to Timothy. And he was writing Philippians, you know, a couple of epistles when he was in prison. They are all known as prison epistles. So this chart gives you a little bit of timeline of, you know, what is happening. The next picture will give you an idea about Paul's missionary journey. I can read a couple of, you know, uh, names there. Some names are familiar. Egypt. It's the current Egypt. And we have Judea. We have Jerusalem there. We have Syria. And we have Galatia, Cilicia, and Bithynia, and Pontus, and Achaia, Macedonia, Italy, Rome, you know, all these nations, all these European nations, European countries. That's where Paul started ministering. You know, you remember the apostles, they were spread out to different nations. You remember, you know, Thomas came to India. One of the apostles, you know Thomas, right? Very well, right? He's just one like you, one like me. So he came to India and he was the one who introduced Christianity into the southern part of India. And you know, the Indian country was full of Hinduism and he came and he introduced Christianity and eventually he was killed in, 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 in a place known as Chennai right now. Right? That's where he was killed. So you know, gospel reaches even to India. Gospel reaches through all the other nations, you know, by all the other apostles. And Paul took the load on his shoulder to go to Europe and spread the gospels. And there were many and many missionaries from German missionaries. Many nations, you know, brought forth many missionaries. And they all went to different parts of the, parts of the globe. You know, the, from where I am coming from, from that part of the globe, a, a missionary by name Ringel Tobe. I don't know whether you heard of his name. He came to this nation, he came to our nation, that part of the nation, and he established nine churches before he died. But he died at the age of 35. Before he died, he established 30, uh, sorry, nine churches there. And there's a major Christian movement from that part of the nation. And today there are missionaries everywhere, every part of the globe from that particular part of the nation. Where this particular missionary from Germany came. You know, God raised many men and women of God because of the pioneering work did that happened by Paul and all the apostles. You know, th that helps me. That tells me Christianity is real. Jesus was real. And the, all the apostles were real. And the word of God, preaching the word was so real. And God even does that today. He even continues that today through you and through me. Amen. So this picture gives you an idea about, you know, Paul when most of his missionary journey started from Antioch in Syria. And then he goes all the places around and then come through Jerusalem again back to Antioch. First missionary journey and second missionary journey and third missionary journey. He went on travel and eventually you see at your right hand side maybe. Uh, you see Rome, Italy. And that's where Paul went eventually. And that's where he was killed. Let's look at some of the locations where epistles were written. And the next chart gives you an idea about where the epistles were written. Galatians. Most of it was written in Antioch. And Ephesus, in Ephesus, Paul wrote 1 Corinthians. And in Macedonia, he wrote 2 Corinthians and Timothy 
and Titus and in Corinth he wrote first Thessalonians and second Thessalonians and Rome Italy when he was in prison he wrote Ephesians Colossians Philippians Philemon and Hebrews and second Timothy you know these are the epistles written by Paul as you know he was traveling in different parts of Europe and as he was you know resting or he was you know waiting for his final judgment in the prison let's talk a little more about Paul in epistles Paul in epistles have major classifications I would classify them as three major groups number one travel epistles can you say that with me travel epistles number two prison epistles prison epistles third pastoral epistles so all that you see there you know Romans first Corinthians second Corinthians Galatians and first Thessalonians second Thessalonians they are all known as travel epistles you know most of us when we travel we take our notebook with us we take our laptop with us we take our uh, iPhone with us and when we have more time in the airport in you know, a couple of messages I prepare when I was sitting in the airport you know we, 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 we get time here and there you know that's the time we work we prepare messages right I mean sometimes we, we are on Facebook too right so we do both so so you know so so that's where you know we we get more information more time we get a little bit of peaceful time so we can think and speak to God and you know get what God has to say so Paul was doing the same thing in all the epistles we see here listed as travel epistles he was preparing them in travel but when he was in dungeon in when he was in the prison cell that did not stop him from from writing you know writer is a powerful man or woman on the face of this earth if you know a little bit about reading if you, if you have a little bit of habit of reading books you know how powerful writings are writings are very powerful that you know you can it can it can it can it can take, take you into the right direction if you read the right books it can also it's also equally powerful take you into the wrong direction if you read the wrong book some of those people today on the face of this year they came to a decision already saying that there is no God and if you go and ask them how do they know that there is no God the reason was they read one book and that book completely totally changed their faith writing is very powerful my dad was a writer and if God has given you the ability to write keep writing writing blogs is very powerful writing blogs is very important because that encourages many souls writing articles is important because that's be a blessing for many if God is asking you calling you to write books go for it and start writing that's a legacy probably you know you can leave when you are gone amen are you with me it's very powerful Paul did that even when he was in the prison he was still writing he was writing Ephesians Philippians and Colossians and Philemon he was writing in the prison and pastoral epistles before he left the face of this earth he wanted to hand over the ministry to somebody and there was an young man by name Timothy and Paul was teaching him this is how you need to conduct yourself this is how you need to lead the church this is how you need to treat the elders this is how you need to treat the widows you know all these instructions were given to Timothy and to Titus so let's 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 go a little further this morning as we take it further we talked about different locations we talked about different classifications in Paul and epistles let's move a little further let's now have a closer look at 
Paul and his letters. Who was Paul, by the way? You have much any idea? Who was Paul? Paul the Apostle. Paul was Saul. Then he was a tax collector. Ah, you are putting me in trouble now. He was a tax collector. Interesting. He was a persecutor. What else? He was a scholar. Yeah, he had many doctorates. He was, uh, who was his professor? Gamaliel, right? He was his professor. So we know a little bit about this man. So Paul, as you said, he was an apostle. He was an early church leader. Apostle means a church leader who has, this, in those days, who has an authority to speak in the name of Jesus or speak for Jesus. They are known as apostles. That's how those disciples were named as apostles. Because only they saw Jesus, only they believed Jesus, and they were given the authority to speak for Jesus. Apostles were also pioneers in mission. Apostles' job is to go to the unreached part of the world and start, in today's context, build churches. Start building churches. They are church planters many of the time, most of the time. They are pioneers. They are known as apostles. They are known as apostles. So Paul was an apostle. And Bible says Paul was a Pharisee. He knew Old Testament very well, thoroughly. He has done master and then he has done PhD in the Old Testament law. And he knew in and out of it very well. And you know, he also used to oppose the followers of Jesus Christ because he was a Pharisee. He did not believe in Jesus Christ. And he was persecuting the followers of Jesus Christ. And remember, as we showed you, Paul was also a missionary to Europe. He went on mission trip to Europe three times. And he went his mission, during his mission trips, he established churches. You know, that's what the apostles do. You know, today many people, they call themselves apostles, but they are not apostles really. If they are apostles, they can't even sit in one place. They need to go and start establishing churches. They are the ones who are called <coughs> as apostles. Paul was a missionary. Missionary, in fact. He was an apostle. He was also a missionary. He was a Pharisee. And Paul's teachings, you know, this was interesting. In those days, they will not accept anything other than Old Testament law as scripture. But even during his lifetime, when Peter, I don't have the reference with me, when Peter writes in, I believe in 2 Peter, he says, Paul's teachings are considered as scriptures. They were all included as part of the scriptures, even in those days. Now let's talk about some of the features of Paul's letter. All of his letters always start with Paul. Have you noticed any time? All the 13 epistles, they all start with the word Paul, always. You know, he says, sometimes he says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You know, that's how he starts his letters. There is some uniqueness about the way he, you know, he starts doing things about, you know, the, introducing his, can you go to the next slide? Yeah, you know, talking about his... Um, letters the way he introduced those epistles we're talking about some of the features of Paul and all these letters contain a, a, a greeting 
to the reader uh, answer to many questions addressing a lot of issues and he talks about the things that we need to believe the things that we need to do and also finally he'll place a final greeting you know that's how he structures all his letters you know today we write many letters right do we write letters I don't think we write letters I don't think we write letters anymore we may write some formal letters but there are many informal letters we used to write I remember those old days when <laughs> when we got engaged we had three years of waiting time before we get married and absolutely there was no dating okay so so three years we need to wait and then during the three years I think I met her only once okay so all the time we need to do is we need to either go to the public booth and make a phone call and how long we can stay in the public booth because we'll keep looking at the meter right so that that increases dollar increases so we can't wait for a long time you can't take much much time there so then then what you do you do you write letters so by the time we got married we have one and a half foot of letters piled up right and then Dan was born and Dan was just growing up so we thought okay this is a time we need to destroy those letters we just burned or you know we just destroyed all the letters because we didn't we didn't want him to see those letters so letters are very important right letters are very you know very strong communication because it communicates your mind that's how we used to write letters right now there are informal letters there are formal letters now if you look at Paul's letters most of his letters were written very formally and you know as you see the name the way the letters are named to whom the letter was sent the, the letters are named in that way Romans were sent to Rome Corinthians were sent to the church in Corinth that's how he has named some of those letters were named also based on the individuals to whom the letter was sent let's talk about a little bit about the major content of Paul's epistles if you couldn't go to the next slide Pauline epistles contain much of the doctrines or teachings much of the doctrines are found they form the foundation of our Christian faith they are found especially most of his epistles they talk about salvation that has been the key in most of the epistles especially in Romans and Pauline epistles they are filled with the doctrines related to sanctification justification and redemption and reconciliation you know all these teachings and doctrines are spelled are written in his epistles listen to me carefully Pauline epistles also contain significant amount of teaching of some of the difficult theological issues that was seen in those churches on that day it talks about election it talks about predestination if any of you know what it is Pauline epistles they talk about it it, it talks about foreknowledge of the things which will happen which is it to happen it talks about the predestined that tells that if God has already chosen you he will choose you anyway if God has not chosen you he will not be choosed you know we are not going there whether it's you see the right or wrong it has both flavor in it but you know Paul's epistles they talk about it it talks about the deity and humanity of Jesus Christ it talks about you know God's ongoing care and relationship with the nation of Israel Paul's epistle they, he talks about it and he also talks about the judgment seat of Christ in all these areas of deep theological issues are addressed in Pauline epistles 
Paul in his epistles also, they are also very practical. They cover the practical issues that, was, that, that were prevail, uh, prevailing during those days in terms of in a regular church functions. He talks about spiritual gifts. He talks about you know, uh, to, how can one be qualified to be a church leader. He talks about the role of deacons in the church or the board in the church. He talks about the role of women in ministry. And he talks about the relationship between law and grace and Christ followers. It's very practical application oriented letters. So we talked about in a couple of uh, you know, content the uh, Paul's epistles are covering. Have just two more slides as part of this introduction. So what is our approach to study? Because we are moving forward to study the epistles and at least we need to study one epistle as part of the series. So what is our approach? This is what we are going to do. We are going to find out the authorship of the document. Who wrote the document? And we need to know more about the author. Here in this case, Paul. We also want to know more about the background of the epistles. You know, remember these epistles are written in a specific culture. These epistles need to be studied, you know, knowing how much influence those cultures had on the people as well as on the author. This is important. We need to know the culture. That means if you are trying to study the book of Romans, we need to know the culture in Rome in that day. And that becomes very essential. So we will be doing it. And we also want to find out the time and place where, when he was writing it. We also want to study about the target audience and the recipients to whom the letter was written. The culture behind those people. Who are those people group? What are their beliefs? What do they believe? And what do they do? How do they structure their life? How do they structure their family? You know, all these things we need to know before we get into the study. We also talk about some of the key verses. And we also try to divide those epistles, major divisions in each epistles. When you take Galatians, we'll divide the Galatians into you know, different groups. So we'll be able to study a little more closely. And we also go to the general outline of the epistles and finally the application of the epistles. This is what we'll be doing next week onwards. The final slide. Let's give a small introduction, very short introduction to the Galatians. During the first missionary journey, that is between 46 and 48 AD, Paul started putting together the book of Galatians. And during his second, during the first missionary journey, Barnabas, who accompanied churches, who accompanied Paul, and Paul and Barnabas, they went and they started establishing churches in Galatia. And looking at those things, you know, you know before you write a book, before you write an article, you start start just start taking bullet points you know paul just started putting those points in his notebook somewhere and that's how he started writing the book of galatians now on his second trip 49 to 52 AD, paul and silas they visited galatia, galatia again and they went to those churches that he established during the first missionary journey and he went and encouraged those believers and even during his third missionary journey paul visited those churches in galatia so Paul developed a very strong relationship. You know, can you imagine <clears throat> somebody visiting our church often? Let's take, for example, Pastor Stephanie. You know, she, she ministered to you two weeks before. And she often visits our churches now at least once or twice in a year. And she knows some of you. We develop a relationship with such people who visit and who minister to us. So Paul was ministering to the people in Galatia, to those churches. They got a, in a good, rap, good relationship with each other. 
Now what happened in Galatia is what is very important, very interesting. Now soon later what happened, the Jewish Christian, they came and taught the Gentile Christians who were saved by the ministry of Paul, Silas and Barnabas and the Jewish Christians, they came and they told you all need to be circumcised to go to heaven. And Paul initially preached and convinced them circumcision is a law, part of the law, it's no more required because Jesus died for you at the cross. Now these Jewish believers, not Jewish Christians, they went and then they dreaded or undo, undid what was taught by Paul. They said circumcision is important and these poor believers, they all listened to those false teachings. Listen to me. And he also, those, those, those false teachers also said, you cannot neglect the law given by Moses. You need to again start following all the laws. All the 600 and odd laws need to be followed strictly. And Paul, just few days before, few months and years before, Paul taught them saying that it is Christ who crucified on the cross. It is no more law. It is only by his grace you can be saved. That was the preaching. That was the word that Paul gave. But now this false teachers went and they drew them to the, towards the wrong teachings and wrong doctrines. They said salvation cannot be obtained by grace. They said salvation is the result of the work. And you need to work hard to obtain salvation, but that's not biblical, we know that. And when this report came to Paul, he became very angry and he became very upset. And he started including a couple of teachings again in the book of Galatians, in his epistles as he was writing it, the tone of his writing changed there. He became very furious, very against, very, very, very angry. The tone of his anger is what is seen, for example, in the scripture. In Galatians 3.1, he says, Oh, can you read that with me? Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you, as crucified who bewitched you foolish Galatians you know he was just very angry and he was that's how he was writing to Galatians now in his letter to Galatians Paul had to defend he had to defend a couple of things he had to defend the gospel of grace because all the wrong teachers came false teachers came and they preached the wrong things now he had to defend the gospel of grace and he has to explain the gospel of grace and he had to tell them how can you apply the gospel of grace again so that you'll be saved you'll go to heaven amen and some of those false teachers came and told him paul was not an apostle you know they were still holding on to his traditions his history historically he was a persecutor of the church he was a pharisee and they came and told paul is not an apostle but now again paul had to defend this and reiterate his calling that's what he does in Galatians chapter 1 as we you know go through those scriptures in the coming days coming weeks and his authority and apostleship need to be reiterated as well as he had to defend the call of God in his life so this morning as we close I just don't want to close just in this fashion but just just want to you know give you a thought leave a thought in your mind there is so much sacrifice that had happened already to get this gospel out so much of sacrifice by the apostles by the early church 
You know, they even lost everything because of persecution. And even today that happens in across the globe, in different parts of the globe, different countries. The Christianity is at stake for the sake of the gospel. Because devil doesn't like when you preach the gospel. Devil is happy with the church that's not sharing the gospel with outside, with people. But devil is always particular about your life. When you take a step to share the gospel, it's not easy. You will see opposition, you will see challenges. But that's the call of God in your life and my life. God wants us to be tough. Amen. Those days have gone that, you know, we are very so soft and gentle. When it comes to the matter of sharing the gospel, God wants us to be tough. I believe that's the reason God is teaching us about Paul. He was a very tough man. Otherwise, he would not have run until the end of his life, giving his life to God. When he has done all these things, written all these epistles, made all these travels and established all the churches. Finally, he says, now I visualize what is laid ahead of me. I am forgetting everything that is behind. I am moving forward. Amen. To the upward call. And that's the call of God in our life, your life and my life. Shall we all stand for a moment this morning?